Lions just won Super Bowl 50. This is the Broncos Schedule Release Show. Now, here's Ryan Edwards and Andrew Mason on Orange and Blue 760. All Broncos, all the time. We are thrilled to be with you on a Thursday night. The Broncos schedule is out. And we got football, ladies and gentlemen. And we got it uh, coming at you hot off the presses. The Broncos schedule release show presented by Lazy Days RV. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason with you. And we have a cast of characters throughout the evening. Tyler Columbus joining us in about 30 minutes from Columbus and Lindahl. Dave Logan joining us in studio. Of course, you know him as the voice of the Broncos on our sister station, uh, KOA News Radio. Matt McChesney from All Access at 7.15. And then, of course, our 9 News Broncos insider, Mike Kliss at 7.30. All right, Andrew Mason, as uh, you join me here live in studio. Hey, Hello again. Hello again, my man. All right, as we knew earlier... Mike Kliss tweeting out that the Broncos were going to open at home against Seattle. And we now know the incomplete schedule. You ready to run down this with me? Let's go for it. All right. Week two at home against the Oakland Raiders. Yet another early season home game against the Raiders. The Broncos, of course, played them in week four of last year. And here's a stat for you. Denver's record against John Gruden-led teams in Denver, a pristine 5-0. and Week three, on the road at Baltimore. So you have the two opening games, Seattle, Oakland, and then you hit out on the road versus Joe Flacco and the Ravens. The last time the Broncos went to Baltimore in September, John Elway's rookie season. There you go. Now look at this. You are, you are ready to go. Love this. <laughs> no other station has Mace, Andrew Mason breaking this down. Uh, week four, home against Kansas City. You have two AFC West teams, two of the big ones, too. Coming up in weeks two and four, so Kansas City at home in week four. And yeah, another Monday night game, or a primetime game, I should say, yep. uh, for the Broncos and Chiefs. Seems like we talk about that every year, and once again, like last year, three of the first four games at home. It's going to be crucial mm-hmm. for the Broncos to get off to a good start. Yep, exactly like last year. On the road, week five at the New York Jets. Ooh, Maybe Baker Mayfield starting for the We sure hope not. It could be te- it could be Josh McCown. It could be Teddy Bridgewater. Any number of things. But I liked seeing this game before November and December. It gets a little nasty uh, with the conditions in the New York metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be a pretty benign day uh, for the Broncos to take on the Jets in Week Five. And then the Broncos back home, so their fourth home game mm-hmm. in the first six weeks. A little bit like last year, four in the first five games. Feels pretty familiar. Home against the LA Rams. Jared Goff, Sean McVay coming to town on a Sunday afternoon game against the Rams. Really surprised that this thing wasn't picked for prime time. Seems kind of yeah. Seems kind of close. Like this one could have been. And you know, if the Broncos start out hot, one observation overall, no Sunday night games for the Broncos this year. Not surprised that. Now there's some that could come in the flexible scheduling, but look, you're, you go five and eleven last year, and I think most prognosticators, when they break down this division, they'll probably have the Broncos pick for third or fourth place. Quite frankly, that being said, you've got two Monday night football games, a Thursday night game, and there's another potential primetime game on a Saturday in December. It could be an afternoon game, it could be an evening game. So, really, that's the best you could hope for coming off of 5-11 and 11 in terms of national television games. All right, so four home games in the first six. Then they head out on the road. Now, this is the Thursday night game, the one they have scheduled 
this season, and I'm not too upset about this one. At Arizona, not traveling across multiple crazy time zones. Second shortest trip on the schedule behind Kansas City. and that's mm-hmm. So if you have to go on the road on Thursday, you want it to be Kansas City or Arizona. That being said, most Thursday night games, you kind of like them to be divisional games. This one isn't. An unfamiliar opponent that the Broncos have not seen since 2014. And uh, with Steve Wilkes coming in as head coach and a new quarterback in either Sam Bradford or, if he's broken down by then, Mike Glennon or a draft quarterback to be named later, Arizona is a little bit of an unknown commodity. So the prep on this might be a little bit tough. Agreed. And then they follow that up with a road game against the Chiefs. So they have the Chiefs both within the fir- within a few games of each other, the Chiefs in Week 4 and then the Chiefs again in Week 8 on the road at Arrowhead. But then 10 days, of course, between the Thursday night game against Arizona yep. and what will likely be a knockdown dragout game in Kansas City. So that's not a bad time to have that quote-unquote mini-buy. So you have... All of that, we head to week nine. So we haven't even mentioned a bye week, by the way. So if you're if you're paying attention at home, you're, you're writing all this down as we're going through it. No have, early bye. We have not mentioned a bye week. So we get to week nine. They're hosting Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Really interesting game to start out November. Deshaun Watson coming in. It'll be his first game in Denver. And also uh, for Case Keenum, his first game against his old team. And then the week 10 bye. I like that. I love it. Absolutely love it. I remember last year going through the schedule saying, Ugh, gosh, early buys tend to tend to really bite you. You can you can say all the nice things you want about the schedule, but the fact is the early buy it affects you. And especially when it comes to injuries. So week ten buy is where the Broncos find themselves at. And in the course of that time, they end up with five home games and four road games. Not bad. Not too bad. Nice nice little mix there. And yeah, so it's a little bit unbalanced early, but the interesting thing, you actually have a stretch of three road games in four games, but you have a bye mixed in with that, which I think makes it a little bit more palatable. Although, selfishly also, um, last year I went to go see Wisconsin. Uh, my wife's alma mater play Nebraska on the bye, so the first thing I did was look, okay, who does Wisconsin <laughs> have on the bye? Ooh, Penn State. I might oh. be traveling to uh, Happy Valley to go watch a game that weekend. Very nice, very nice. All right, so coming out of the Week 10 by Week 11, they are on the road, sort of on the road, against the LA Chargers <laughs> at the StubHub Center. Quasi-road game. Road game in name only. That being said, it was a, not a good trip for the Broncos last year. No. StubHub getting shut out, so you certainly want to atone for that. Another interesting thing, the Kansas City series is over before November. That's the first time that has happened in 22 years, and they don't start the Chargers series until Week 11. Pretty unbelievable. Then home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, another Sunday afternoon game. Like we said, no Sunday night football, two Monday night football games in the mix here, and then the Thursday night football. That's the only prime time, so no Sunday night football games. The Pittsburgh game also, I think, could be in the the neighborhood of a flex, Uh, potentially. No, I don't think so. Oh, who's the Sunday night that week? Green Bay at Minnesota. I mean, you know, if both Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers aren't playing, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the chances of that game being flexed no, out right. of Sunday Night right. Football are you're slim. Right. Very so slim. I would anticipate Pittsburgh and Denver staying right there at 225 Mountain Time. Okay. Cincinnati on the road. So uh, one thing that you pointed out in when you ran the poll last night, what do you not want to see? Longer road trips. The Broncos are not finding themselves in long road trips, only in pairs of two 
and there's only two of them, Cincinnati on the road in Week 13. And if you go by the road games we've talked about already, Baltimore at Baltimore in Week 3, at the Jets in Week 5, at Kansas City in Week 8. You get most of those cold weather trips mm-hmm. out of the way. The the four post-buy road trips are at the LA Chargers. And then, of course, this is the pri- the potential cold weather game yep. at Cincinnati. But Cincinnati is a place, it's not talking about being like in Chicago mm-hmm. or Detroit. Cincinnati, it could kind of go either way. You might luck, luck out and get a, a 50-degree day. The Broncos went there in December in 2014 and got a warm, if rainy, day. So it the Broncos might not have a cold weather road game if things work out. And that's an 11 a.m. start for that one. And then they're at San Francisco the following week, Sunday, December 9th, uh, week 14, another early game. First true. Actually, that was an afternoon game. It's an game. afternoon game. Yeah. It's 105 Pacific, Pacific time. Pacific time. Got a little tricked up there because they had the Eastern, then Pacific. First yeah. true road game against the 49ers in 16 years because, of course, the 2010 game against the Niners was at Wembley Stadium in London. Week 15, hosting the Cleveland Browns. Who will be quarterbacking the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> I'm kind of excited that it's late in the season. Hugh Jackson told us it'll be Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I believe everything every coach ever says. That's a Saturday game, and they're to, to be determined as far as the time right now, but that's a Saturday game right now, Saturday, December 15th. It will depend on which game is better. Right now, the Saturday games for that are Cleveland at Denver or Houston at the New York Jets. So that's really kind of a coin flip as to uh, which one is going to end up in primetime and which one will have the 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time start on that Saturday. The second Monday night football game of the season for the Broncos at Oakland in uh, at the Oakland Alameda C- County Coliseum. Two Monday night footballs, no Sunday night footballs. You said you're not surprised by that. And here's the thing. I cannot put into words how much I hate the fact that the Broncos are playing on the road on Christmas Eve night. This sucks. Pardon mm-hmm. my French. It's it's. I didn't like it in 07 when they played the Chargers. I don't like it here. The Christmas Eve primetime games get low television ratings. Why? Because a lot of people are celebrating Christmas and spending it with their families. They're going to church, etc. I would have loved for this game to maybe be on Saturday the 22nd. Uh, but no, ESPN's going to have this game in primetime on Christmas Eve, and it'll be a uh, hopeful. It'll be a flight back overnight into the wee small hours of Christmas morning. So. Broncos be passing by Santa Claus on his sleigh as they fly home, hopefully with a win. And then finally, finishing up the season at home against the L.A. Chargers. And boy, that game could be just an absolute monster for both of those teams, for many teams in the AFC, especially the AFC West. All right, so let's kind of run through this. Some some different uh, trends as we look at it. We mentioned the early start, kind of like last year. You have a couple of games at home, one road, you come back home again. So a similar sort of start there. Now, last year, of course, the bye came in week five for the Broncos. Now it doesn't come until week 10. Uh, some other trends, of course, like we said, the the primetime games where they fall. You get these trips out to Baltimore, come back. Trips out to New York, you come back. At Arizona for Thursday Night Football in week seven. And then, again, you know, you'll have 10 days in between that game and what might be an important game for the Broncos if they want to contend for the division at Kansas City. I mean, the fact is, the home games are always going to be paramount. And and so, let, let's start from the beginning, though. I was asked a question by Ray right before they went off the air, Crockett and Stout, and he said, you know, before we, he, they knew the schedule, how important do you put 
the a win in Seattle, a win home against Seattle on the Broncos when they start this thing off. It's kind of a fascinating way to look at it because now that we have the full schedule, you would like to win that game. And if Seattle really is the third best team in the division, in their division, NFC West, you'd like to win that game. At the same time, I can look at Oakland at home. you got to have to win that one, right? Yes. You'd like to say you could beat Baltimore, depending on... I mean, that's, that's a, still... that. Look, that's a team that was uh, four games better than you last year. It's on the road. And going to Baltimore has historically been problematic for the Broncos. They had the win back in December of 2012, but uh, a lot of frustration and heartbreaking general on the Broncos' trips to M&T Bank Stadium. So... That's that's not one that you can put in the win column by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, but in that little, let's say the, the first three games, two and one, one and two, is obviously possible. I'd like to believe they can at least get the win against Oakland. And I, I actually do think they have a great chance against Seattle. Well, the Seattle Seahawks at this point are in transition. With Russell Wilson uh, coming back, you know that. But the defense is in transition. And, We'll see what they end up adding in the draft. They have the first-round pick, then they don't draft for a couple of rounds, so they're not going to be able to get that much help. There are going to be some holes on that team that you may be able to exploit. That being said, they're going to be a little bit of an unknown because of all the changes, and Mm -hmm. the Broncos will be a little bit of an unknown to them because of Case Keenum stepping in at quarterback. So uh, it's a fascinating matchup to start the season between two teams that uh, are really going to be going through some changes and getting to know each other. It, it's an interesting way this schedule breaks then. So then you have Kansas City at home in a Monday night football game. I mean, we we are kind of... I, I, would, I hate always must win early in the season, but the fact is when you have division opponents at home, you're going to have to find a way to get these wins. I mean, that's just the simple... But If you want to compete, contend for anything, that, these you have to put W's next to these opponents. Doesn't that feel like a swing game? Because... Yes. Think about yes. it when you're talking about a seven-game series in uh, baseball or the NHL or the NBA. If one team isn't up 3 nothing, that fourth game is often the swing game that determines where this thing's going to go. And I look at 2-1 and I look at two and one or 1-2 one and two as the most likely two records for the Broncos out of those first three games. So... That game in week four, I mean, that's really going to, I think, set the tone because after that, you have four road games in the next six and six road games in the next nine. So, so you, that, have, you have to kind of, so you, you'd like to come out of that three and one. Yes. I mean, really, if you could come out of that three and one, whether the loss is to Seattle or Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Whether the loss is at home against Seattle or on the road against Baltimore, you'd like to come out 3-1 with two of the wins being against the division opponents at home because, again, that's so important when it comes to the AFC West and the rankings. And certainly if the Broncos get wins against Oakland and Kansas City in those first four weeks, I think you set up a scenario where in the AFC West, no one will run away from the pack. So then that's so the first quarter is that, three home games, one road, and then the next quarter, as the Broncos and teams tend to, to split up their season into quarters, the Broncos have three road and one home. Now, with the Jets, the Rams at home, at Arizona, at Kansas City, what kind of record would you like to see come out of that? As you see that the Jets, again, that, that's a tough one. That's all, all, all the way out on the East Coast. You, you make the good point that you may, may avoid some weather. You hope to avoid some weather since it's early in the year. The Rams are going to be tough. 
that simply put, the Rams the Rams are a very good team. I think one of the two toughest home games, looking at it right now, I say the Rams and the Steelers mm-hmm. look like the ones that are going to be rough. And then the other two games in October at Arizona, at Kansas City. And Arizona is such an unknown commodity. I mean, so much is predicated on whether Sam Bradford's knees hold up. If they do, with David Johnson coming back, Arizona is a team that can go to the playoffs. But if but that's a big if given the health of Sam Bradford over the years. But if it's week seven, he's healthy and that offense is percolating, Arizona Arizona could be a very tough game on that Thursday night. I think in October you're you're looking at with three road games and the Rams being the home game, if you go two and two, I think you're happy with that. I think you'll take it. Okay. Two and two in the next quarter. So ideally three and one in the first quarter. Ideally Maybe ideally is a strong word. Maybe just realistic. You can go two and two in there. Whether you're you're chalking up the Rams game as a bit of a, a tough matchup, but you can still get maybe the Jets in Arizona. Mm. Thinking I can get those two games, and understandably the Rams and at Arrowhead are going to be tough. But Arrowhead again, is tough. I mean, that also depends on the progress of Patrick Mahomes out there. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it, that's a daunting matchup, and uh, uh, the Broncos have lost have lost five consecutive games coming into this season to the Chiefs. That's something that they really want to make sure that they can find a way to turn around this year and not let it become seven. So let's now take a look at the next quarter. Now this next quarter is fascinating because it includes the Week 10 bye. you got Week 9 matchup at home against Houston, followed by the Week 10 bye on the road against the L.A. Chargers, we say with tongue-in-cheek, at home against Pittsburgh, and then on the road against Cincinnati. So two AFC North teams in there, an AFC South, and then a division. That's a very fascinating little mix of teams in that third quarter of the season. Houston's going to be interesting, too. You know, you, you mentioned health. Houston's a, a team that was just dealing with, with, with some of the most unbelievable injuries last year, not just to the quarterback. They l- lost Whitney Merciless. They lost J.J. Watt. They, they were a, a team that many saw once healthy will be competing for some very good things in the AFC South. I think there's going to be some people that are picking them as a dark horse team to make the postseason this year if they stay healthy. That's another team that, like Arizona, has a pretty wide variance of possibilities. Houston, if Deshaun Watson uh, is struggling coming off of the torn ACL and J.J. Watt is not back to health, they could be a team you're talking about going 4-12 and or 5-11. and If Watson is healthy, if Watt is back to his usual form, this is a team that could win 12 or 13 games. And what's interesting now, so if we, we dip back into the previous four can't, at Kansas City, so if that one ends up being a loss, there is a little bit of weight now on that Houston game heading into the bye. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. Houston be, could be that good, but this is a, a little bit of a gut check moment in the schedule for the Broncos as they hit Houston right before the bye if they lose. and, and that, I mean, who cares, I guess, at some level if they lose against Kansas City, but you don't want to be in a slide mm-hmm. as you head into the bye week with a Chargers team that's going to probably be pretty decent this year coming up right after. And then Pittsburgh right after that. Right now, because I do think Houston Houston is going to end up in the 9-7 or 10-6 range. Kansas City, yes, they have to change at quarterback, but I think Mahomes will gradually adjust, and he's got so many weapons to work with, particularly short to intermediate targets, first read targets, Kareem Hunt supporting him in the backfield. 
I, I don't think Kansas City's going anywhere, even without Alex, Alex Smith. I think they'll absorb the loss of Smith and the transition in Mahomes as well. So, yeah, that stre- the stretch yeah. that starts with the Rams, and again, at Arizona could go either way. The Rams at Arizona, at Kansas City, Houston, and the bye, then at the Chargers and Pittsburgh at home. That six-game stretch looks like the roughest on the schedule at this point. The good news is you have a bye in the middle of it. So if it's if you're seeing a bit of a slide, you have mm-hmm. a chance to tweak some things. Right. You'll have the extra time to reset a let, little bit for the team. Let me ask you this, Ryan. What sort of record are you happy with for the Broncos at the Week 10 bye? Hmm. All right. Let me go back like over A this. record that says, okay, think this is working, that they're doing what you hope they can do. They're in contention. Six and three. I'd say five and four. Okay. Five and look, then you've maxed your win total from the previous year. You have three home games. Well, you asked me four what road games in contention. Yeah. In contention, I think to have three losses by the week ten by because really, you can only have six. Like right. If you're re- being realistic, you can only have six. And you just went over Chargers, Pittsburgh, at Oakland on Christmas Eve. At San Francisco. At San Francisco. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't lose all four of those. It's, it's, it's a schedule that could be pretty rough. But you ho- to me, five and four gives you something you can build off of. It means you've gotten out of the morass that you were in this past year and even going two and four down the stretch in... 2016. You know what'll make the difference is the Houston game. So the difference wow, between that, you and you and I right there, I think it's the Houston game. That it's, is such a swing game on this schedule. Yes, yes. So we, we're both looking at it the same way. You're but saying, it's only a swing game if you get off to a good start. Right. If you get off to a one and three start, I don't think it's going to end up being a swing game. We're gonna. We're, it's a whole different thing. But we're saying with contention and being in contention under the conversation of that, the Houston game is a huge, huge game. AFC opponent, common opponent. That's a big game heading into the Week Ten bye. So that little stretch right there, for me, it's Chiefs, Houston, Chargers, Pittsburgh. That's the at the two ats of your division, and then Houston and Pittsburgh at home. Two of two could be two of your more difficult home opponents. That little stretch right there is fascinating. The good news is in the right dead smack middle of it, you got the Week Ten bye, and that's the that's the good news. Now, if they are six and three or five and four, depending really on that Houston game, they come out of the Week Ten bye. What's the record they can realistically look at on this back stretch? And again, they got four roads and three homes. The good news is one of the homes is Cleveland. Not that we can count that as a win. Who knows what Cleveland's going to do this year? But it's a it's a game you probably should win. If, if you're you really... not beating Cleveland, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're not going... Thank you for. I'm glad you. Some... <laughs> I think some... one of us has got to spell it out, like very Let's plainly. Be clear about one of this. us has got to spell this out. If you don't beat Cleveland, it's you're not going anywhere. You're home on New Year's Day. Simple as that. And you've got to beat the Chargers at home, Week 17. Yeah. And you have to win at Cincinnati. And. Then you got at L.A., Pittsburgh, at San Francisco, at Oakland. You've got to win one. Of, you've got to find a way to win at least one, if not two, of those games. I think to give yourselves to give yourself a real shot at the. Certainly, if you're five and four before the bye and four and three after the bye, that's nine and seven. That puts you right on the board. That puts you right on the edge. Could be in. Could be out. But to but to go five and four in the start and then go four and three in, in the back in the back half after the bye, 
then you have to win one of the at LA, Pittsburgh at home, at, at San Oakland. Francisco, at Oakland games. Has to be one of those. Yes. Have to. Whew. And then you you can't you can't stub your toe against Cincinnati on the road, Cleveland at home, or the LA Chargers at home in week 17. All right, there you go. That is the Broncos schedule. We also found out today some news about the uh, preseason. The Broncos will be hosting the Chicago Bears for a, a week of practice before their preseason game in week two of the preseason. And that's a, the game, of course, is Saturday, August 18th, but the uh, Chicago Bears will be in town for practice. Nice. And uh, there are a lot of Bear fans, of course, here in the Denver metropolitan area. And if it's like uh, Bears games that have been here in the past, some will be wearing the Clark Griswold <laughs> Bears hat, that sit, that signature 1980s cap that yes. he wore in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's always interesting to see the amount of Clark Griswold hats and Walter Payton jerseys. Mm-hmm. Bears fans love the 80s. When we come back, Tyler Columbus from Columbus and Lindahl is going to join us. You can listen to him weekdays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Andy Lindahl. Coming up at the top of the hour, 7 o'clock, Dave Logan's going to be in studio, voice of the Broncos. Our guy Matt McChesney from All Access at 7.15, and then our Broncos insider from 9 News, Mike Kliss, at 7.30. This is the Broncos schedule release show. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, presented by Lazy Days RV. More to come on Orange and Blue 760. All right, welcome back to the Broncos schedule release show. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason with you from now until 8 o'clock. All of this presented by Lazy Days RV. We're thrilled to be with you here breaking down the Broncos schedule. We just got done with that first 30 minutes, kind of the initial reaction to it. We haven't given really overall predictions or anything like that, but we'll get to that with our bevy of guests. First one up here is Tyler Palumas. You can listen to him weekdays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Andy Lindahl. And uh, Tyler, I, I appreciate you joining us, and thank you so much. What was sort of your cursory reaction when you saw some of the schedule? Yeah, happy to do it, boys. Um, well, you know, there, there's some catch-22s in it for sure. Uh, I'll say it looks a whole lot more friendly than last year's schedule looked. Uh, you know, just opponent-wise, you, you start right there. Now, we, we've, we've known the opponents for a while now, but uh, – the opponents, it's certainly not the daunting uh, task that it looked like it was last year, but you never know how that's going to work out. I mean, you know, last year we thought it was going to be the toughest schedule in the NFL, and it turns out that, well, we didn't play well, but but our opponents weren't very good either. So you can't start with that, but I, I will say – you know, it's nice to, that we get those home games right off the bat. Uh, you know, it's always good to uh, start your season off at home, be able to uh, hopefully get a couple cushion wins. You know, the goal in the NFL is to win at home and split on the road and you're a playoff team. So, you know, get a couple wins at home to start off the season is nice. Um, you know, and then on the tail end, it's not quite as bad as it was last year either, even though we get those home games to begin with. Uh, it's better spaced out on the tail end. You, you know, you, you've got one at home, two away, one at home type of thing. Uh, you know, overall, I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty fair schedule for the Broncos that, uh, you know, it, it should be okay if they can play okay football, but that's the question. <laughs> yeah, what do you think that with three of the first four games at home and then the Jets on the road in week five before you get into kind of a, a dicey stretch starting with the Rams, how important is a fast start going to be trying to get, say, to 4-1 and one in those first five? 
Yeah, I mean, incredibly important. I mean, like I said, you, you got to win at home. So uh, regardless of when you play those home games, you just got to win them. And then, you know, when, when you add it on to the fact that you, you had the poor season that you had last year, uh, I, I would say you got to win three out of your first four games to feel like you're a playoff team, regardless if those were home games or away games. I, I mean, they need that for their own mental psych. So, yeah, incredibly important. You know, they, they do have – one thing I do like about the schedule is that you've got the uh, kind of early uh, Thursday night game, which acts as a mini bye week in its own right. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the late bye week. And, and you know, that's great. That, that's perfect because, you know, what is it, week 10, week 11, something like that? Week 10. Bye week week yep. 10, yeah. Um, you know, that that's so great because the guys' bodies are beat down. And, and beyond that, though, you honestly just you need the mental break. Uh, I mean, you got to be able to get away at that point of the year, especially if you're going to be a playoff team. I mean, you think about it. Even at week ten, if if you make a run in the playoffs, I, I mean, you got over two months of football left in you. So that's a long ways to go, and it's important to get a break that that late in the season. So I do like that part of it. Tyler, when I was on the show with you guys this morning, I said there was a possibility the Broncos didn't have a single Sunday night football game. And we were discussing that. They ended up with two Monday nights. They have the Thursday night, but no Sunday night football. What is your reaction to that? Well, I, you know, I, I, three three primetime games is still a lot. So, so start with that. Uh, I mean, I've been on teams that, uh, you know, you, you'd just be dying to have a, a primetime game. You know, the Broncos have had five primetime games, I think, for like the last five seasons, which that's the max that you're allowed to have. So the Broncos have always been a national appeal uh, as far as teams that they like to get on those primetime games. But, I mean, let's be honest, they were a terrible football team last year. And, and to expect them to get Sunday night games on top of that, probably not realistic. You know, two of the Monday night games are against uh, divisional opponents. And, and then you got the Thursday night game against Arizona. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know what to say other than I would be surprised if they had more than three. Which part of the schedule do you hate? If there's any part or any game, what do you hate about it? Well, you, you know, Andrew, I mean, honestly, there's not a whole lot to hate about this schedule. I, I mean, ideally... In a Spoken like world, a true uh, player. Spoken yeah, like a well, true... <laughs> there's nothing you can do about I, it, right? Trust me, I had a lot to complain <laughs> about last year. Oh, okay, I, okay, I, okay. I, yeah. I, went, I went on and on and on for, for weeks about how tough that schedule was. I mean, I guess if I had to pick and choose uh, just for my own personal sacrifice... Uh, I don't really care to be away from my family on Christmas Eve. Yes, so I'll, I'll, I'll choose that. <laughs> that's my choice too. I've got a six. Yeah. I, she'll, my daughter will be six, and that's going to be tough right. to explain. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, it's not ideal for sure. You know, I got three young kids, and uh, you know, the Santa's going to be getting home about. Well, never mind. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, never mind. <coughs> Sorry, you're breaking up there for a moment, Tyler. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> Uh, Tyler, uh, just a couple more for you. Appreciate you jumping on with us. We we thought we kind of pointed to Week Nine against Houston at home, heading into the bye, might be kind of a pivotal moment in the season because you have at Kansas City the week before. That's a tough one. Always always tough to play at Arrowhead. You come home to Houston. If they're healthy, they're going to be a handful. You don't really want to head into that Week Ten bye on a bit of a slide. Andrew and I kind of pinpointed. Ideally, a six and three record right around the bye, maybe a five and four record, depending on what happens at Houston. For me, that moment right there, Houston coming out of the bye to the Chargers, and then having the home game against Pittsburgh is a bit of a, a tough little stretch there. 
Yeah, you know, real quickly, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm doing this all off memory. Uh, read off those uh, the, the the games. Before yeah. The, the so you have you have week eight, week eight at Kansas City. Okay. Then you have week nine home against Houston. So at Kansas City, home against Houston. Then you have the bye. Then you got at the Chargers and home against Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, you, you know that that will be a big game. Houston, uh, they're a very good football team. I, I mean, they're they're built to uh, make a playoff run. Now, all that being said, uh, it'll be incredibly intriguing to see what Deshaun Watson does this year. Uh, number one, coming back from injury, but number two, uh, so many of these guys, so many of these young quarterbacks that have a ton of success in their first year, they trail off in year two. Um, so it, it'll be intriguing to see just how Houston's playing, but regardless, I, I would absolutely agree with you. you got to get some momentum rolling into that bye week and have some momentum rolling for Pittsburgh because you know that they're going to be primed and ready to roll and uh, that that will be a big stretch for the Broncos. And to go back to kind of the start of the, the opening month of the season, Seattle in particular, how much do you like that game considering the transition the Seahawks appear to be in right now? Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm never going to discount the Seahawks. I mean, they're them and the Patriots, those have been the two franchises that, that have kind of been uh, year in, year out. They're the mm-hmm. ones that you got to face. So uh, it would appear that, well, really both those franchises, I mean, if there was ever a year that it felt like they were going to be down, it would be this year. The Patriots have lost half their team. The Seahawks have lost half their team. They've got like a mutiny going on in their locker room. Uh, You know, Earl Thomas, uh, Lord knows what's going to happen with him, if he's going to even show up for training camp. Um, So, you, you know, getting the Seahawks early in the season, uh, I would prefer to have them in week one rather than week eight, week 16 or week 15 because, you know, I, I always expect Pete Carroll to get that crew ready and rolling by the end of the season, but it does feel like they got a lot of drama brewing out there, so hopefully we can take advantage of that. All right, so what is Andy going to yell about tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, Lord knows, man. I mean, we'll just have a bunch of loud noises. Uh, I'm probably going to tell him that he's wrong. He's probably going to come up with like a 16-0 and record or something. And uh, I don't know. I mean, tune in. It's always fun. There's lots of loud noises, and we're a bunch of idiots. And it's award-winning. I've heard that James has won many awards. Uh, with, well, with Yeah, no, I mean, Andy and I have never won an award, but James, our producer and board op, I mean, he wins an award every single day. He's got a storage room. Well, yeah, that he shares with Peyton Manning. That's what I heard about this morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I wanted to tell him, nice name drop there. Hey, uh, Tyler, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. All right, boys. All right, there he goes. That's Tyler Columbus from Columbus Lindahl. Weekdays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And yes, they'll be breaking down the schedule. I, I got a feeling, Andy, normally the pessimistic one will probably be pretty optimistic to the course of this schedule. I, honestly, I mean, I'm with Tyler. The one thing that I look at and just say, oh, man, is that Christmas Eve road game. Yeah. But that's, again, that's not so much about the schedule and the football. That's just kind of something personal for everyone who's who wants to be with their families. But aside from that, yeah, yeah, I wish it wasn't quite so front-loaded. I don't, I really don't like having the first two games at home. And then knowing that there is a stretch, a long stretch of primarily road games. And in fact, you ha- you do have one, two, three, you have a, a stretch of five road games in seven games from mid-October, the Thursday night game against Arizona, through December 9th against San Francisco. So I don't like that, but at least I don't see three road games in mm-hmm. three straight weeks. Yep. At least I don't see four road trips in five weeks. Yep. 
So after I guess after last year, I shouldn't complain, and I generally won't. Well, it's okay to have parts you don't like about the schedule. It would be dishonest of us to come in here and say, what are you talking about? This thing breaks perfect for the Broncos. 16-0, baby, let's go. That, that would be dishonest of us. That's not the kind of shows that we typically do on 1st and 10. I, I appreciate the honesty, and you're absolutely right. It's a game on Christmas Eve that most people want to be spending with their families, including players. That scheduling sucks. And, and that scheduling sucks. This, of course, is the Broncos Schedule Release Show. I'm Ryan Edwards. That's Andrew Mason. It's presented by Lazy Days RV. We have a couple of poll questions up right now. One of them you can vote for at OrangeBlue760. And this is now that you've seen the 2018 schedule for the Broncos, how many wins will the Broncos have in 2018? You can vote now. And uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of update this. Go 12 to 16, 8 to 12. Well, that should be 8 to 11, fellas, because, you know, you're talking about not over... Anyways, I think people get the gist. Anyways, 5 to 8 or 5 wins or fewer, you do not... I do not... If it's 5 wins or fewer, that better not be a high percentage. I haven't I haven't voted on this yet, but we'll, we'll take a look at that. Also, Andrew Mason with a poll, because we love polls on this show. Only four options, but, you know, only we, we, we get that out there. But this one actually work, makes sense for the four options. What do you think is the toughest quarter of the Broncos' schedule at Mace Denver? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. I'm going to tell you right now, that third quarter for me is no question about it. Even with the bye smack dab in the middle of it is the toughest stretch. And right now it's winning with 41% of the vote. 27% saying the first quarter, which has three home games, but those home games are Seattle, Oakland, and Kansas City with a game at Baltimore thrown in. Let's just look, and honestly, look, you're talking about a team coming off of 5-11. and 11. Aside from the Cleveland game at home in Week 15, there are no games I'm putting in the win column right now. But that's just the nature of where you are when you're coming off of 5-11. and 11. But like I said, the good news is in right but Every in game middle, is winnable. Yes, oh yes, def- absolutely, winnable. The, the team, the, the projection, of course, is all going to be based off of Improvement on offense, improvement on special teams, the defense being a little more stout in scoring, plenty of those things. And that that's the beauty of Sports Talk Radio. We can take this schedule and use it as a bit of the outline for what the season can be. And that that's what this is right now. So these are very cursory reactions in mid-April. But, but it is a bit of a skeleton that we can kind of work through and realize, okay, if you can get off to this kind of start, you can build some momentum in certain parts. For me... The momentum starts early because of those home games. And so I see right now 27% saying that those first four games, I'll say like this, the first four games for me are pivotal in the sense of what this team can be this year. And it doesn't mean the season sunk if they're, if they, if they're not very good in those first four games, but it also means what, what are you contending for could be in the balance. If you may not be contending for the division if you dump both the games versus Oakland and Kansas City. That's going to be tough to make an argument mm-hmm. if you dump both the home games early in the year against Oakland and Kansas City. Now, I don't think they're going to do that, but we'll, we would have that conversation. You win both of those games, and you're still contending. And then you get to the next set of games. Sure, the next quarter, more games on the road, but the opponents are a bit, bit of wild cards. I mean, I, what are the Jets going to look like? And, and I'm using... You know, our nickname for Andrew, of course, on the show, Wildcard. But what are the Jets going to look like? The Rams, we've been projecting for a while now to be the best team 
in the NFC West. If the Jets have Baker Mayfield starting know, and they win, <laughs> it's going to be the Ralph Wiggum heart tearing in half. Well, at least as I'm watching that. At least you don't have to watch Baker come home. Like you don't have to watch Baker come to Denver and try to tear the hearts out of the fans the Wiggum style. Like at least it's not him coming to our Well, actually house. if he tore the heart it tore the heart too. If he tear the heart out of the chest, that's Mola Ram in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm trying to mix metaphors I know, here. I know. And, and I'm trying to just keep up with you in the pop <laughs> in the pop culture references. But the Jets game is a bit of a wild card. The Rams game is a bit of a wild card at Arizona on Thursday night football. Those are, as you put it, uncommon opponents. Teams you don't play very often. Forrest Gump opponents. Yeah. Like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're going to get. They could be garbage. They could be terrible. Arizona, I I I don't think Arizona's going to be good. I'm just going to tell you. I, I, I hate to look past opponents, but Sam Bradford doesn't doesn't scare me all that much. I, even with his high completion percentage, doesn't scare me all that much. David Johnson, yes, that 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 dude's legit. Let's look at let's take a look at Arizona for a minute. Look at their schedule leading up to that game. Washington at home, at the Rams, Chicago at home, Seattle at home, at the 49ers and at the Vikings right before that Thursday night game. Whew. That mm-hmm. you know what I like the idea. I like the idea of the Vikings playing the Cardinals before that Thursday night game, but then again, the the Broncos could be in the same situation. You have a couple of opponents that play very physical football for the Broncos and Cardinals before they play on Thursday night. Both teams could be tenderized a little bit. <laughs> tenderized. <laughs> the visual. The visual is where I'm, where I'm at right now. You're right. Tenderize is a good word. And, you know, coming off of really... And no time to recover from injuries. That's the other thing. So, uh, frankly, I mean, I look at Broncos, Cardinals, and uh, if both teams have very physical games the week before, as I expect for Denver against the Rams and Arizona against Minnesota, that's the kind of thing that could be an advertisement for saying, okay, we got to do something on Thursday night, allow teams to play their practice squad, guys, something. Boy, the L.A. Rams, I mean, Wade Phillips... Coming back to Denver, Akeem Tlaib, that game. Case Keenum against his former team. Case Keenum again. I mean, there's so many good. Case Keenum goes there. against to his two two of his former teams, yep. Houston and the Rams, in a four week stretch from October 14 through November 4. That LA Rams game, though, with Wade Phillips coming back to Denver, it, it just it just feels like he's going to have some very special things dialed up for that game. Mm-hmm. And knowing how many weapons he has and Dominican Sue, I mean, just it, it, it's going to be a challenge for the Broncos' yeah, offensive line. That's a tough one. I, I you're not going to win all your home games. And if I were going to predict the two that scare me the most, as far as it's actually the Rams, and I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's, P- Pittsburgh is just. So good offensively, you got to know because because you remember even even a couple of years ago when the Broncos went on the road to Pittsburgh and they got off to that hot start. Remember with Brock Osweiler had four touchdowns, but Chris Harris, who hadn't given up a touchdown in I mean it was over a year, mm-hmm. he got absolutely torched by Antonio Brown. They're just that kind of team, and, and Pittsburgh win fully healthy, firing in all cylinders. That that is a tough one. And it's sandwiched, of course, in between three road games. That Pittsburgh game 
you have at the Chargers, which the Broncos are going to have. That, that's an important, important moment in the season at the Chargers. Mm-hmm. If you can get that game at the Chargers and then beat them again at home, you might win this division. I mean, it really might come. The second half of the schedule might kind of come down to that. The Pittsburgh game, not that you're overlooking it, but say it's a, I don't know, an overwhelming, an emotional win over the Chargers on the road. Coming off a bye week. Pittsburgh could come in here and they could they could rack up some some yards, rack up some points, and then you're on the road against Cincinnati. I don't like the Bengals. I, I I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and ever say nice things about Marvin Lewis team. So <laughs> if you if you're looking for that kind of show, you're 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 turning into the wrong show. I I got that as a win. 49ers are also a, an uncommon opponent, even though the Broncos saw them. Now you got Jimmy Garoppolo. That changes things a bit. You you saw them in the preseason last year. Got a chance to go out to Santa Clara and work out against them, play in the preseason, but it's a different team right now. It's going to be a different team at that point. Would you like to know something interesting and Always. actually a positive for the Broncos? Please. You know how many teams they play coming off their bye week this year? Off of the other the opponent's bye week, I mean. Zero. Denver really? does not have to play a single team that is fully rested with that extra week of rest coming off a bye. Think about, for example, when they played Kansas City coming off the Chiefs bye back in 2015, and Andy Reid's teams have a ridiculously good record coming off the bye, and uh, the Chiefs throttled Denver at home. Mm -hmm. No such situation exists on the Broncos' schedule. I would take, that's another thing I would take as a positive for Denver on this slate, facing no teams with that extra full week of rest. I like it, Mace. I like you as a positive guy. Check that out. Hey. Nice work. All right. When we come back, Dave Logan, voice of the Broncos, is going to join us. Going to pop by in studio. We're going to get into some other parts of the schedule, too. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders. We'll, We'll take a glance at them. Kind of go around the AFC West just a little bit. Other observations as we are live here in studio for the Broncos Schedule Release Show. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason. It's all presented by Lazy Days RV. Stick around. We've got another hour to go right here on Orange and Blue 760. Schedule release show. Now, back, baby. here's Ryan Edwards and Andrew Mason on Orange and Blue 760. All Broncos, all the time. All right, welcome back to the Broncos schedule release show. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, joined now by voice of the Broncos, Dave Logan. All of it presented by Lazy Days RV. Thrilled to be with you, Dave. Good fellas, evening. Fellas, how are you? We're doing great, great man. We're just kind of uh, chopping it up, breaking it down. And uh, we see here uh, NFL Network has named the Broncos schedule as one of the most forgiving schedules in the NFL. When you took a look at this, did you see one of the most forgiving schedules as you broke it down? Um, I'm not sure I would. That, that would be the word I would use. <laughs> I didn't think so. I, I, I will say this, though. I, I think... Um, I think when you look at the road games in particular, I, I think it's a pretty good, and again, it's on paper. We're in April. Yeah. Um, who knows how teams are going to be. But on paper, based on what these teams did last year, 
I mean, the first two road games are in Baltimore and uh, at MetLife Stadium against the Jets. So Baltimore, the Ravens, the New York Jets, at Arizona. That's the first three road games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on paper, those are teams the Broncos, I think, match up well with and, and frankly should win. They've got their three customary road games uh, in the AFC, in Kansas City, the Chargers, and Oakland. And that Oakland game is, is a Monday night game uh, on Christmas Eve. But the other road games at Cincinnati – a team that was not in the playoffs last year. And even though San Francisco had a nice close to the regular season last year, the Niners were not a playoff team either. So mm-hmm. that that's how I would look at it. I mean, the road games, Baltimore not a playoff team, the Jets not a playoff team, Arizona not a playoff team, Kansas City, yes. The Chargers, even though they were close, no. Cincinnati, no. San Francisco, no. And the Raiders, uh, they were no as well, right? They were. One yep. one playoff team out of eight road games, so I like I like, I like, I like you that. Broke that down. I like that yeah. for for the first six at home. It's similar in that regard to what the Broncos had last year, and I think again, and I I don't think they would say this out at UC Health Center, but I think imperative to get off to a good start, especially after you finish five and eleven, mm-hmm. and people will say, well, they got off to a good start last year, and look what happened. True, but that was a first year head coach who now I think is under much more pressure this Mm -hmm. year than he was last year at this time. So, you know, the Seahawks and the Raiders open up uh, here in Denver. Uh, Kansas City's a tough game. The Rams are the fourth home game. Mm -hmm. That's a difficult game. I think Houston, by that time, when they come to town November 4th, Deshaun Watson will probably be back and playing. That's the game we've kind of identified as a swing game. We don't really know what Houston's going to be. If Watson is healthy, if J.J. Watt is healthy, they could be formidable. And then you've got the bye right after that, so you need to kind of get some positive momentum going there, and it could be a tough game. Yeah, I I think when you you talk about Deshaun Watson, I I think he will be. I mean, he and Carson Wentz both coming off ACLs. Carson Wentz was hurt uh, in week 16, I think, maybe 16 or 17, late in the season. Mm Mm-hmm where Deshaun Watson was hurt, I think, in week seven. Right. So there, there's a couple of months difference in terms of the rehab programs for those two quarterbacks. And that's so, huge. Yeah, so I, I think unless something really extraordinary happens in a negative sense to Deshaun Watson, we don't hope for that. I think he'll be the quarterback in that game. But then you get the Steelers at home, the Browns, you know, my, my old team, one win in the last two seasons. <laughs> And then the Chargers. So the home schedule, I think, is really appealing for Broncos fans here. Agreed. But I think, again, on paper, much more difficult than the road schedule. Yeah, and that Houston game is also interesting because the Texans play Thursday night in Week 8. So they'll have a a long layoff before they head here to Denver. So a bit of a swing moment. Again, the Broncos will have Kansas City at the Chiefs right before that. You don't really want to head to the Week 10 bye as a team a little bit sliding. And, you know, I've really identified that portion of the schedule, even with the Week 10 bye. That, for me, stands out as a a bit of the toughest stretch, if you will. You have at Kansas City, home against Houston, assuming that they're healthy and they're going to be playing pretty well, at the Chargers, which, again, is sort of a home game away. But And then you have home against Pittsburgh. I mean, that's that's a bit of a pivotal moment in the season for the Broncos. Well, you've got, got, uh, let's see, you've got three of the last five on the road. But, But to me... The pivotal part of this season is the first four mm. home games. Again, your first two road games at the Ravens, at the Jets. Again, on paper, I, I think the Broncos have to win those two games. 
But your first four home games, the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Rams, that's, you know, you've got to make hay at home. And when, when the team, when the Broncos are good and when they go to the playoffs, I mean, they're a dominant team at home and they find a way to win, you know, maybe five games on the road. So if you can, if you can look at this schedule and say, hey, pick me five games on the road that you think they should win, and I can pick you five that I think they should win, all of a sudden, if they go 6-2 and two at home, which historically, when they've been good, that's been the very least that they've accomplished, well, now you've got 11 wins. Now, 11 wins is going to get you in. 11 wins might win the AFC West. Who knows? So that, that, the first part of this season, when three of the first four at home, four of the first six at home, they've got to win those two road games and then take care of their business here in Denver. It's interesting. You look at the the Baltimore road game in Week Three. I mean, that's a game you'd like to see the Broncos win, but that that's been a house of horrors for the Broncos it more has. often than not over the years, except in 20, for twenty twelve. Yeah, it has. It's been a very difficult place to play. The Ravens have hit kind of a, a, a dry spot the last year or so. hadn't been the same team. Joe Flacco, honestly, you know, when you think about his performance in the playoffs here against Denver and. Uh, the games after that that went all the way to the Super Bowl when they beat the 49ers, that was his contract year. He got a huge deal, and he hadn't been the same player since, coming off an ACL injury. Uh, they play Baltimore back. I'd much rather play them in September than in December back then. Um, you, you look at – I think there's one possibility of bad weather away from Denver, and that would be December 2nd mm-hmm. in the game yep. in Cincinnati. That, I like that. That and, could be cold. And that could go either way. Cincinnati, you remember a couple of years ago, it was raining, but it was warm. Yeah. Uh, or 2014, pardon me. So that's one that, I mean, it's a fairly benign schedule when it comes to weather. Yep. No, it's a, I think it's a great the, schedule. The Jets in week five, you love that. That was one you really yep. didn't want to see in December. Kansas City in week eight. You never want it. Yeah, exactly. Should be nice then. You never want to see Kansas City in December. Yep. And uh, the last two road trips are to the Bay Area. That's right. Yeah. So, again, I mean, we'll see. Um, but, I, but I, you know, the road schedule shapes up as one that a team that is coming off a, a lousy season last year, you look at this, they won't say it. I understand it. They don't want their players to think it. But it's a, it's, it's a road schedule this year that this team has to, at the very least, break even with. You got to win four of these games, and if you can get five or six, great. And then you take your shot at home, where you have a decisive, or you should have a decisive home field advantage. And you've got to get back to dominating football here at home if you're going to be a playoff team. I asked Tyler this, so I ask, I'll ask you this, Dave. Is there any part of the schedule that you hate? Looking at it right now. Um, that I hate. I mean, you. I, I don't like the Monday, December twenty fourth. <laughs> he said the same matchup. thing. You know, yeah, I, I, en- I enjoy Christmas with my family. Yes, I think we're all you looking know. at that and saying, "What not, the heck?" Not man? crazy about seeing those whack jobs when we pull up with the Bronco team on the bus. You know, on Christmas. Can you imagine how they'll be on Christmas Eve? Oh man, they'll be in fine spirits. I'm oh, sure. Oh my, but that yeah, I, that that would be the only. I, I think the bye week is perfect. Really, I mean, week ten. Uh, last year was way too early, and I think they ran out of gas. There were plenty of things they they uh, did not accomplish last year, but the bye week was early, and they came back and lost to the Giants, and really from that point on, there was some pretty bad football played here. You know, looking at that Oakland game, I'm, I'm kind of looking at their schedule. They have a, a really tough stretch to close out their year. Week 13, home against the Chiefs. Week 14, home against the Steelers. 
at the Bengals, home against the Broncos for that Monday nighter, and then at the Chiefs. That's the close for the Oakland Raiders. A lot, lot of AFC West matchups right there. Uh, they're they're all stacked there, and then you got two AFC Norths there. With and, and if I go one week, I mean before that, at the Ravens. So they got three AFC Norths and then three AFC Wests all closing out their schedule. That's a that's a tough little in there for the Raiders. You might kind of get a beaten and bruised Raiders team on a Monday Night Football. You know, last game before the the season closed at set week seventeen. Yeah, that could happen. I think the one team in the AFC North, and this um, should come as no surprise, that you would much prefer to play here in Denver than on the road would be Pittsburgh. Yep. Right. I mean, Pittsburgh is. I mean, they're a very good team, and they're really good back at Heinz Field. So you get uh, you you go to Baltimore, you go to Cincinnati, you get the Browns here. So you know, I I, I just think again, the key to the season is making sure. Well, there's so many keys to the season. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you're healthy in the preseason. But if everything is is uh, equal, getting off to a good start, making sure that you take care of your home field advantage, you have three of the first four at home, and then those two first road games. Denver has to find a way to win both of those road games, and then you take your shot. Do you like the Week 10 bye? I do. I think it's perfect. Yep. I think it's, uh, from a player standpoint, it's, you know, I mean, anywhere when 8, 9, 10, 11, anywhere in there, you're halfway through the season. Uh, your body's beat up. It's amazing what a bye week can do. You get, you get away from it mentally. You heal up a little bit physically, and then you recharge, and you've got, uh, you know, you've got the last part of that season. Good stuff. Dave, really appreciate you coming you bet, to the studio. You Thanks, great breakdown. Good seeing you guys. Look you forward too. to hearing the games over on KOA News Radio. Thank Thanks. you, Ryan. All right, there he goes. Dave Logan, voice of the Broncos, and his breakdown and uh, I, I will ask Matt the same question, I guess, what he hates about the schedule. Uh, I mean, it's hard to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might not react the same way because he doesn't travel. See, yeah, that's a good with point. With Dave and uh, Tyler Columbus and myself, we're traveling to the game. So we know that our Christmas Eve is going to look less than ideal from a family perspective. Indeed. Indeed. Well, that's a little bit of a breakdown. Let's take a, before we get Matt McChesney on, let's take a gl- little... Quick glance, I mentioned some of the Raiders. I, I kind of look at their schedule as being one of the tougher ones, especially that close. Like I said, at Ravens, home against the Chiefs, home against the Steelers, at Bengals, home against the Broncos, and then at Chiefs to close things out. The Raiders might be coming in on fumes when they see the Broncos there in Week 16. That's that's a t- Plus, they have the bye week pretty early at Week 7. Now, that's not extremely early necessarily in the, the course of a schedule, but they'll have had it several weeks before the toughest stretch for them. The Chargers, uh, taking a look at their schedule, they open pretty tough. In my opinion, the, the, the open for the Chargers, Chiefs, at Bills, at Rams, home against the 49ers. I mean, those are some really good defenses. And look at the Chargers because, of course, their game with the Titans in Week 7 will take place in London. We mentioned that because that the time of that was announced uh, earlier today. That thing against Tennessee in Week 7 is a 6.30 a.m. Pacific time kickoff. But you look at the Chargers' schedule from Week 6 to Week 10. At Cleveland, now they should win that. Then on to London. I imagine they will not come back to L.A. I imagine Mm -hmm. they will go from Cleveland to London and spend the week practicing and training over in England. Then they have a bye. Then they have two road games after the bye at Seattle, at Oakland. So the Chargers, they have a home game on October 7th, and they do not return home until November 18th against 
the Broncos. Now, they could be beat up, but at the same time, they might be re-energized by finally coming home after that long stretch. So that could go either way for the Broncos. It could, but you still like the fact they have the two road games against Seattle, against Oakland. Again, coming off of those games. Now, the, the one thing that might be tough is they lose both of those games. There might be a desperation that the Broncos are playing against against the Chargers. Now, the Broncos, the Broncos, of course, coming off their bye week. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be well-rested, or in theory, well-rested and ready to go. The Chargers coming off a couple of tough road games that might have them a little bit battered. Let's head out to the hotline and bring on the star of all access, good friend of ours, Matt McChesney. Find him on Twitter at 60strength. What's up, Matt? What's up, Matt? How are you? Grinding, man. I'm down at the gym, down at 6-0, grinding. You know, one of my guys just got offered tonight, so I hey, love phone hey. calls like that. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. I had, uh, had Quan Joe and McGovern in here this afternoon grinding, so things are good, bro. That's I awesome. I like the schedule, man. Yeah? Yes. Really? All right. Tell it. us all about yes. it. Tell, I mean, the, tell the us what you like. Week, the bye week in week 10. Yep. Fantastic. I mm-hmm. love it. The later, the better. Um, opening up back-to-back home games against quality opponents. I mean, to open with Seattle in mile high, to go out there and be able to beat up on Russell Wilson to start the season, <laughs> that's good, yeah. Yes. And then you get, you get the Raiders in mile high mm-hmm. uh, right afterwards, which you get to whip some silver and black ass, and then you go all the road to Baltimore. Those are You're going to find out about your football team immediately in the first three weeks of the season. I love the competition. Um Everybody's speculating about a lack of primetime games. I'm pretty sure I see three of them on there. So yep. And maybe sure four. The, yep. Maybe four. The Broncos still have pull. So I love the schedule. Um, I think it sets up to find out about your football team very early. But at the same time, if they don't start, like if they don't come out of the gate like gangbusters, I still think they can make up some ground because the middle of the uh, the middle of the schedule is not as formidable as the beginning of it, in my opinion. So. I dig it, man. I think the Broncos put themselves in position here with this schedule to go out and win some football games and, and be in the contention for the AFC West. I mean, everybody thinks we're a wild-card type team, and I don't really see what separates Oakland, Kansas City, and the Chargers from Denver the same way everybody else does. I think everybody's relatively equal. Quarterback play is going to determine the AFC West. What, what do you like about the middle of the schedule in particular that you see? I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the the Jet game, the uh, isn't. Nah, I just heard you guys talking about the Chargers. We play the Chargers right after the bye week, right? We play the char- at, at the Chargers, yes. And, and the Chargers so will head LA the yep. week after the bye. Yes, and yes. That, it, it's it's uh, it's appealing to me because it's an opportunity to reform after last year's mistakes. Because I mean, what they by week four, week four last year and they were terrible. They came out of the bye week and looked awful. Now you have 10 weeks to play football. You're not stopping in the middle. You're not breaking all that momentum if they have positive momentum. And also, if you look at it from a negative point of view, if they suck next year, it gives you an opportunity to clean house week 10 and kind of start fresh for a six-week season. So, you know, I I think that the, the, the schedule, the Kansas City Monday night game, and that's in, in Denver, right? That is in Denver, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it warms my heart to be able to get those commie bastards in my <laughs> like, I just, I love it. I can't wait for that game, man. Monday yeah, you wear red. City, Denver is is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, and you know, so we we're we we're pointing to different. You know, obviously, players and coaches tend to break this up into quarters. 
And we, you know, we, we talked to Dave Logan just a little bit ago, and he said the first quarter is the most interesting and pivotal for him because you have the two AFC West games in it, Oakland and Kansas City. Now, they're both at home, but the expectations are high because they are home games, and a bit, it sets a bit of tempo, doesn't it, for the season? It, it absolutely does. And look, if, if you're looking at this, if they can get to Week 12 and they can play Pittsburgh at home and, and find a way to win that football game at Cincinnati, at San Francisco, Cleveland, at Oakland, Chargers to finish the year, that's a run to opportunity to win the AFC West. Like that, those are winnable football games at the end of the season where you can go out and prove to people that you know we deserve a home playoff game. And I personally believe that this is going to be one pissed-off football team. Just judging by the offensive linemen I'm working with, by what they what they're talking about and how they're speaking when we're into the gym and how things are going, I think you're going to get a real surly, nasty, pissed off team that's missed the playoff twice and, and want to go out there and, and kick some ass and, and prove people wrong. Because I would bet that most publications are going to have the Broncos finishing last in the AFC West. So there's doubters. And there's an opportunity to go prove them wrong, and that's that's why we play this game. So I, I like it, man. I think it sets us up nice. To get, to get away from the schedule, obviously the Broncos begin their organized workouts this week, but what does it mean to you to see guys like Connor and Cyrus, like you mentioned, coming in after the team organized workouts to get that extra work in with you? Well, I mean, that that's awesome for them to come in here after a day's work. Most guys want to go home, put their feet up. The, what really sets them apart is Friday. Most guys hit the road Thursday night, get on a plane and jet and go party for the weekend or go home or whatever. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., there's like 10 guys in here grinding from the Broncos. So the fact that they're that committed and they're going to come in and bust their ass on their day off and try and really shore up some of these problems, and it's being led by their leader. Ron Leary's in here Friday morning. Connor's in here. Cyrus is in here. Billy, Billy's in here. Guys are in here grinding. I think that it's really going to set the table for this team to go out and, and be special because this is a fact. Every great football team I've ever been on has – the offensive line has ran that team. In college, every great team I was on, we had a badass offensive line that ran the team. In the pros, every time we made a playoff run or we were we had any kind of swag whatsoever, it was because of the offensive line. And consequently, every time I, we ever got beat or dominated, it was because of a quality offensive line. So I, I think that there's less holes than people think. I think there's pretty relatively good depth that is uh, going to be able to compete in camp and push each other in OTAs. And, you know, if everybody's like-minded and want to go out there and compete and win, then I think the Broncos have a real good opportunity this year to go out and maybe win the West, man. And I'm not just saying that. Awesome stuff. Hey, we really, as always, fired up by uh, everything you said about the schedule. Mm -hmm. By the way, NFL.com agrees with you. They have the Broncos as one of the most forgiving schedules in the NFL, they agree. They like the way this thing lays out. Matt, we'll look forward to hearing you and BK tomorrow from 1 to 3 on All Access, chopping it all up. And I'm sure BK will have plenty of thoughts about restaurants to visit uh, in, in all these different cities. So that, that's... Yeah, you know, BK, and, and he will talk about anything but football. <laughs> it's part of the... Hey, it's part of the charm. Part of the charm of All Access. Yeah, that's what you want to call it. Fine. Fine. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Matt. All right. There he goes. That is Matt McChesney. Again, with Brandon Cristal, one to three on all access. Love hearing about the linemen going in and getting yes. extra work on Dude, you Friday. can hear him working out in the background. I know. 
They're like hitting pads in the background. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what's going on back there? By the way, every time I get Matt on, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, he's like lifting barbells in the background. He's like, he's like, yeah, I love the schedule. Seven, eight, nine. And I'm like, wow, dude, you, let's go. He's got a point though. And you know, as I'm looking at the other AFC West teams, their schedules are pretty brutal. And what? I mean that sincerely. Look at Kansas City's open. Have you? I'm looking at it right now. At the Chargers in week one. At Pittsburgh week two. Home against San Francisco in week three. And look, as I they keep mentioning, you don't buy, you, you're not as bought in on Jimmy Garoppolo as I am. But Jimmy Garoppolo has already won, I would argue, a tougher game as the starter, slicing and dicing up the Jaguars last December. The Jaguars playing for home field advantage in the playoffs at that point. And then at Denver in week four. Kansas City, I talk about, hey, tenderized. The Chiefs could be tenderized when yes. they come to Denver in week four. And then after at Broncos, they have home against the Jags at the Patriots. Wow. That's the start of the Chiefs' schedule. Now, I mean, just think about where the Chiefs could be. I mean, they could be realistically 0-2 before coming home against the 49ers, (sighs) needing desperately to win that game before they head out to Denver, where the Broncos are going to be very amped for that game. But the the Chiefs could also be playing desperate. It could be playing desperate. But you have a young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. You're spelling it out. If they're struggling and the confidence is shaken a little bit, could be a favorable matchup on Monday night, October the 1st at the stadium. But seriously, I mean, that, that first six-game stretch for the Chiefs, and then even even following that, Bengals, home against the Broncos, then they get a little bit of a break with the Browns and the Cardinals, and I believe that, a little bit of a break, although they have to travel to Cleveland. All right? Who knows? It's November. Tough to know in Cleveland. The John Dorsey game. Then they have at the Rams, they get a late bye week, so they may be coming into the bye week desperate for a break. At the Rams, which, again... Might be a pretty tough game. They close out at Raiders, home against the Ravens, home against the Chargers, at the Seahawks, which, again, we know how tough it is to play up in Seattle, and then home against the Raiders. The the Chiefs might literally have the toughest schedule in the AFC West, and there's a lot of people that predict the Chiefs are the team that's going to win this thing. I don't see a winning schedule right here. Uh, The Chiefs have a tough start. The Chargers have that difficult middle. Yep, and the Raiders have the brutal close. The terrifying highs, the dizzying lows, the creamy middles, as Homer Simpson once said. <laughs> Way to go. All right, so there you go. Great stuff from Tyler Columbus last hour, Dave Logan just a few minutes ago, and then Matt McChesney live from the gym. Oh, that was cool. Listen to the offensive line. That got me kind of psyched up for training camp because that's one of the best parts about Broadcasting from training camp is listening to the pads being smacked. I got fired up listening to that. When we come back, our Nine News Broncos insider Mike Kliss is going to join us with his thoughts on the schedule. We'll see how angry he is about the December 24th Monday Night Football game against the (laughs) Oakland Raiders. This is the Broncos schedule release show. Ryan Edwards and Andrew Mason from First and 10 of 10, all presented by Lazy Days RV on Orange and Blue 760.
Welcome back. The Broncos schedule release show. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason from First and 10 at 10. You can listen to our breakdown along with Steve Atwater tomorrow morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. All of our production, everything we're doing tonight, presented by Lazy Days RV. It's been a lot of fun so far. Of course, we heard from Tyler Columbus, Dave Logan, Matt McChesney. We'll have uh, our 90s Broncos insider Mike Kliss in a matter of moments with his thoughts of the Broncos schedule. It lays out in a way that there are opportunities. There's no question about it. There are opportunities for the Broncos to take advantage of. As we compare to, this is not homerism here, but as we compare to the other schedules in the AFC West, I clearly like the Broncos better. Much better. I mean, you don't have a stretch of four games away from home with a bye week in the middle of that, as the Chargers do. And of course, one of those games is a game in London. You don't have the closing act of the Raiders who down the stretch in their last six go at Baltimore, at Kansas City, or Kansas City at home, Pittsburgh at home, at Cincy, Denver at home, at Kansas City. And you don't have the brutal start that the Chiefs have at the Chargers, at the Steelers, Niners at home, at Denver, Jaguars at home, at the Patriots. Let's give you chills. We uh, welcome to the show... Our 9 News and Orange and Blue 760 Broncos Insider, Mike Kliss, presented by Coloradoans for Responsible Energy Development. Learn the facts at cred.org. Good evening, Mike. Thanks, thank you so much for the time. How are you, man? Yeah, Mike. Right on, right on. It's been a long day at uh, <laughs> yep. UC Health Training Center, but uh, on our way home now. All right. Well, very good. We won't keep you too long. We just kind of wanted to get some of your thoughts on the schedule. NFL.com calls it one of 2018's most forgiving schedules. Dave Logan yeah. wasn't quite willing to say that, but we feel a little more optimistic about it. Yeah, I, you know, on paper, I, I think it's an easy schedule. I mean, I mean, you didn't need the schedule to come out. You knew the opponents uh, beforehand, but um, there's no excuses. Now, uh, what it, I think one of the uh, biggest, uh, most overrated deals is strength of schedules. And, uh, you know, like last year, for instance, the Broncos at this time upon the schedule release had the uh, toughest schedule in the NFL. Well, that was based on, you know, Oakland being 12 and four. Well, they weren't a 12 and 14. They were what a six and 10 team. Uh, the New York giants were an 11 and five team. No, they weren't. They were a three and 13 team. Now both those teams beat the Broncos. So the conclusion I draw ultimately from schedules is it's not who you play, it's not where you play, but it's how you, your own team, plays. And, uh, you know, because the, the the Giants were 0-5 when they played the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they whipped them. Uh, the, the Chargers, I think they just won right before that. They were 1-4. Yeah, they beat the Giants. So they're 1-4, they're and, and they beat the, they beat the Broncos. So um, it's how the Broncos play. We'll see what kind of team they have this year uh i do think it's a a relatively easy schedule which is what the nfl wants uh i still kind of would pick the broncos to go eight and eight this year which is better than last year i'm just not sure they made a whole lot of major moves going into the draft we'll see how much impact they get from rookies here in a couple weeks you say 8-8. Eight eight. To be better than that, how important is it for them to start 
at 4-1 and one or better with those first five games. Seattle, Oakland at Baltimore, Casey at home at the Jets before that Rams game in week six. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm, yeah, uh, the, the, and the Rams are here, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd put that on the, uh, as the line of demarcation is, uh, as the key, I will say, I, I was kind of looking at it more as once again, they have to start three and one. And this time, and this time, uh, they don't have the bye. I, I think the one thing about the schedule that jumps out is the bye week compared to, to last year. Mm-hmm. We can all now definitively say the bye came at a bad time last year, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no question. <laughs> three, three and one going in, zero oh and eight coming out. Uh, that was not a well timed bye. And at week ten, that looks like a pretty favorable. If if your team, I think maybe you'd want it one week earlier, but. That's still not too bad. So, uh, yeah, that that look. Uh, the, the key, Vance Joseph said this. Uh, the the opponent, the Denver Broncos, have to get back to where it doesn't matter who they play at home. They could play the world beaters. They could play just about anybody but the Patriots at home, and they would should be uh, favored to win the game. I'm not sure. They're going to be favored against Seattle in that opener. Are they? Is that, are there already odds on that? By the way, um, haven't looked sure them up yet. Is. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, I would be interested to see uh, who's the favorite in that game. My guess is Seattle will be, and hmm. uh, the Broncos have to get to the to the point where they're favored in just about every game at home, and they have to start winning their home games and then figure out. The goal, the goal is ten and six. I, I, the schedule makes that possible. I'll say that. And Mike, last one I have for you. We also found out today that the Broncos are going to be welcoming in the Bears during the preseason over the course of the week for some practices. How valuable are those practices in preseason, in your opinion? Well, I like them. This is a fifth straight year they've done it. They've done it with Houston a couple years, and then San Francisco a couple years, and. And now it's the Bears' turn, and uh, I know Elway likes them, and, and just about everybody in the NFL does them now. I think it really helps with the evaluation uh, going into week three. I mean, you got a full body of work there in week two as you're getting ready to set your roster. That's what it's for. And, uh, and toughen your team a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that's what Elway thinks, that his team gets, can get a little toughness out of practice and harder against an, an opponent at that point in the preseason. Because uh, even though it's late in training camp, uh, it, it might even be the final week, right, uh, in, in training camp. So mm-hmm. that's what uh, that's what Elway likes about it. And, yeah, I, I you know, they're, they're very beneficial as long as you stay healthy coming out of it. Is there anything about this schedule that you hate? Christmas Eve night in, uh, <laughs> in, in Oakland. Every every single person we've asked said that exact yeah. thing. Asking Tyler, asking Dave Logan. Uh, that was yeah. the first thing Andrew said. You know, though, it is the one good thing about coming off a five and eleven season is not so many night games, and uh, there's only three this year. None on Sunday night. So uh, 
actually the Broncos got to fix that. The, the Broncos have to get back to where they have an inconvenient schedule to their fans and have all these night games uh, <laughs> uh, back again. There, there's only three this year. None on uh, Sunday night, which is uh, you know our station, NBC. So we're not. Uh, I'm sure the uh, my powers that be aren't happy about the Broncos' schedule right now. But you, we got all four preseason games, so uh, that's what we'll uh, we'll really gear up for that. All right, Mike. Appreciate it. You were a, a, Thanks, a true warrior all day. We really appreciate everything you do for the station and uh, that you do for Nine News. Thanks for the time. All right, you got it, guys. All right, there goes. That is Mike Kliss, our Nine News. An Orange and Blue 760 Broncos Insider, presented by Coloradoans for Responsible Energy Development. Learn the facts at cred.org. Good stuff there from Mike, and uh, it's a sweep, Mace, as we usually call on first and then a 10. It's a true <laughs> sweep. Every single, without prompting, they all said the uh, Christmas Eve game at Oakland. But as we laid out a little bit ago, the Oakland Raiders have one of the, it's got to be one of the toughest closing schedules, toughest closing stretches Definitely in the AFC, in the AFC, but maybe even all of football. As we mentioned earlier, if you, I mean, you could even start if you wanted to at the 49ers game because there is a, and isn't a lot of breaks in this thing. But yeah. from Week Nine on, at 49ers, home against the Chargers, at Cardinals, good defense. They still got a good defense one way or another. They beat you up at the Ravens. That'll be a tough game. Home against the Chiefs, home against the Steelers, at the Bengals. Then they have the Broncos, and then they'll close out at. Kansas City. But what if Kansas City has been so failed by their slow start that they're just not in it? And that's why you play the games, because yeah. on paper, it could say all sorts of things. And who knows? But the Chiefs are, well, according to NFL Network, most of the time are the team that everybody is picking to win this division, even with Patrick Mahomes. It's so wide open. We talk about how there's no Sunday night game for the Broncos right now. And it's so wide open that, yeah, hey, that Chargers-Broncos game in Week 17, you hope that that's the one that's getting on Sunday night because then it means something for the Broncos. But it's so wide open league-wide. I'm looking at Week 17, I'm thinking, okay, which games could be ones that end up on Sunday night because they don't set a Week 17 mm-hmm. Sunday night game now. It'll be set the day, the week of the game. Detroit at Green Bay, maybe. Mm. That's a possibility. Um, Carolina at New Orleans, for me, would be the leader oh, yeah. in the clubhouse right now. I mean, maybe for Sunday night football, that would be a great 17. one. Rams 49ers. That's another possibility. Whew. Jacksonville Houston is the sneaky yes one that if the Jaguars continue what they did last year, and Houston has this has that massive uptick, I think as we all expect because of JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson coming back, those are the ones I could see being week 17 Sunday night games. You know that how might I, be the that might be the best Broncos best chance to get on Sunday night because looking at at some of the flex possibilities, I was just going through Sunday night football schedule. I, I don't really see it happening in all likelihood until week 17. You know how I know you're an objective journalist and Ow. and and willing to to look at things as the big picture. You could have easily picked Falcons Buccaneers as the team that need that the game that needs to be flexed. It might be if the Bucks play well, but that wasn't that's what, a legitimate possibility. I'm just I'm just. But saying. I, I looked at the at this week 17 schedule. Yes. yes. And I, the one that jumped out was Carolina New Orleans because they you know you look at the playoff game they had last year. Mm-hmm. You look at I think they're going to push each other again uh, in the NFC South. 
that one has big game in Week 17 written all over. And also what's interesting on Carolina and New Orleans is that that they play twice in the last three weeks of the season. They play in Charlotte in Week 15 on Monday Night Football, and we could see them back on primetime again in Week 17 in the Superdome. There's some good games in that Week 17, but again, as the season tends to play out, there could be some really bad games <laughs> and bad matchups. Hopefully the Broncos are, if not still playing for something, maybe have well, locked something up by them. There's always what they used to refer to in the broadcast world as a husky, a dog mm. of a matchup that, that ends up in prime time. Uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee in Week 14 That's right. on Thursday night could be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Week 13. New Orleans, Dallas is Thursday night. San, Fran- San Francisco, Seattle mm-hmm. in week 13. If San Francisco comes in below expectation and Seattle struggles in what I think is going to be a transition year for the Seahawks, that's one on Sunday night where you say there could be a flex possibility. The thing is, Denver plays at Cincinnati that that day. I don't think that's the one that they're putting into a Sunday yeah. night. Patriots-Vikings strikes me as a game that... I mean, again, you know, if Tom Brady retires, then maybe not. Let's go over the, the Thanksgiving games. Everyone's okay, yeah, yeah. watching yeah. football. People love Thanksgiving games. Thanksgiving games, it begins with uh, Chicago at Detroit at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. Meh. Yeah. Redskins-Cowboys could be very interesting. Depends on how uh, Washington takes to Alex Smith. That is the 2.30 p.m. Mountain game. And I love the primetime game. Love the primetime Atlanta, time New game. Orleans on Thanksgiving night. That's Woo! I feel like that's already a get the popcorn. They had that great game on Thursday night last year with, that went down to that went down to the last possession with the end zone interception by the Falcons. Tennessee Houston is the Monday night game. Could be interesting that week. And let's uh, let's just kind of look through here. Um, the Broncos, of course, play Steelers that uh, right. Thanksgiving week. That could hey, if the Broncos are playing well, CBS might put the black ball in and say you're not taking that one. Mm-hmm. If they do that, then you know the Broncos are having a good season. Yes. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, for a uh, smallish market team, you're looking at them with a nationally televised game on from London on October 28th in the morning at nine at 7:30 Mountain Time from London. Then they have a couple of primetime games. Let me say this, and this is, I want to speak to the Broncos' appeal here. Yeah, there's no Sunday night game this year. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they go to the AFC Championship game. They have two primetime games. The Broncos have three, potentially four primetime games. Think about that. The Broncos do have still national appeal that they can come off of a 5-11 and season, their worst season since 2010, and still have three and potentially four primetime games on the schedule, depending on when that Browns game in Week 15 is, whether it's an afternoon game or an evening game. Oh, that's nuts. I didn't realize they only had two. Yeah. Look at that. Jeez. Small, they have the London small game. market, small fan base nationally. It's not really fair. If I'm the Jaguars, I look at that schedule and say, hey, what do we have to do? The Giants have more primetime games than the Jaguars. The Giants were terrible last year. Yeah, they did come in and beat Denver, I know. But they were still terrible across the board. I think of the I think of the AFC West teams, I believe it's the Chiefs that have the most primetime games. I'm seeing one, uh, 
two, three, four, five. Couple at the end there. Yep. They got the Chargers and then at the Seahawks. Now the Broncos don't play on Sunday in week sixteen, but boy, I I kind of look at the the Chiefs start and I look at the Seahawks being in transition. If I had to guess on a game that is flexed out right now, Kansas City at Seattle, week sixteen. And that yep. right now that is scheduled for Sunday night football. I, I absolutely can see that, considering where both of those teams might be at. If the Seahawks are well, what we're predicting to be maybe the third team in the NFC West, they're going to be hovering right around 500. The Chiefs, based off their start, mm-hmm. I mean, look, if they don't get off to a hot start, and, and I don't know how they're going to, really, they're going to have to win some pretty tough, close matchups. If they don't get off to a pretty hot start, the Chiefs also be pretty middling by that point. Too. I think the Chiefs, the key for them, looking at their season, they have they might start 0-2. Then they have to beat the 49ers at home. They would have to beat the Broncos on the road. And look, coming to Denver, we know it's tough no matter what. And then they would have to win that game against Jacksonville at home. If they if they won those three and were three and two after five, and actually they play New England in week six. If the Chiefs are somehow three and three after six games, they will be fine. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be awfully tough with Patrick Mahomes playing his first meaningful snaps. Yeah, with four of those games. On the road, including at the Patriots, at the Broncos, at the Steelers, and at the Chargers. Boy, the Chiefs needed a, a soft start to the schedule. With a rookie. Working in a new quarterback. Not a rookie, but... Yeah, and they didn't get it. The, yeah. they def, if, if I'm a team in the AFC West that's unhappy about my schedule, I'd say the Chiefs are the most likely ones. wonder what John Gruden's thinking about his schedule. We went through the close. Now they have the, the Week 7 bye week, which is the earliest bye week of all the teams in the AFC West. And it's not like they have an easy open either, by the way. The, the Chargers have the, they're going to open at, or so the Raiders are opening at home against the Rams. Now, Ooh, of course. I love that late night, yes. Monday night opener, right. Rams at Raiders. Yes. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be very, very cool. Then they travel at the Broncos. Then they got to travel to the East Coast at the Dolphins. They're home against the Browns. No, you know, probably should be able to win that game at the Chargers. And then home against the Seahawks before they enter the bye week. We mentioned the Col- We hadn't mentioned the Colts game out of the bye, but then again, following that, 49ers, Chargers, Cardinals, Ravens, Chiefs, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos, Chiefs. It is a juggernaut for the Raiders down the close. And then you mentioned it with going back to the Chargers. And don't forget that Seattle game for the Raiders is in London. Oh, that's right. Is that really? Yeah. Dang. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. That's, oh, that's the London game that... Wow. Is not being played at the crack of dawn. Yes, West Coast time. I didn't even realize that. Looking at the schedule, that's a great point. That's a that's a rough schedule. Who's who's got a worse schedule, Raiders or Chiefs? Well, the the Raiders basic the Raiders have the dreaded four games away from home in five weeks because yeah. they're at Denver, at Miami, Cleveland at home, at the Chargers against Seattle and London. Whew. That's rough. Look, we saw it last year for the Broncos. We did. That's tough. We, we did. We did. The Chargers Broncos schedule, definitely got the best schedule of the AFC West. There's no question. And how the games go. No, and it's, that's not homerism. No. That's just the this way. Is, this is a pretty much empirical fact. And and Dave Logan brought it up perfectly. There's only one away game, a one away team that was a playoff team last year, and that's the Chiefs. That's only one away team that last year was a playoff team. That's kind of amazing. The Chargers schedule has some tough schedule, some tough games up front. 
There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. They have the home game against the Chiefs to kick things off. At the Bills, at the Rams, two very tough defensive teams. Now, they probably can win those games, but again, the defenses are going to be tough. And then they have the 49ers. That one might be a bit of a track meet. Then they got home against the Raiders, at the Browns, and then they got the London game against the Titans. When they come back, they come back to a really tough little stretch there at the Seahawks, at the Raiders, and then they hit the Broncos at home. But again, following that, Cardinals, Steelers, Bengals, Chiefs, Ravens, Broncos. The the, the Chargers' schedule, if they don't get off to a pretty good start, and again, they, they have some tough opponents there with some tough defenses. If they don't get off to a pretty good start, boy, it, it could get pretty ugly for the Chargers, too. Honestly, honestly, I don't I don't want to put too much into this, but looking at how the order of the games comes, and look, I, the order of the games does matter. The stacking of road games, stacking the, the road swings, these things do matter. I feel a lot better about the Broncos' chances mm-hmm. now than I did this morning. We truly live in a different world now than we <laughs> lived in at 7 a.m. <laughs> I love that we use that, that phrase. And it's appropriate now that we're one week away from the draft. It's amazing to think one week from now, we'll be in the midst of the first round. And, of course, we, we spent a lot of time down at uh, UC Health this week. John Elway spoke to the media. We're going to chance tomorrow on First and Ten to really dive in. A lot to disseminate from today. Absolutely. So we'll get into John Elway's quotes. We'll get into the schedule, get Steve Atwater's reaction of course, all our programming starts tomorrow at 7 a.m. Make sure you tune in to Plumbus and Lindahl. Follow that by first and 10 at 10 with Andrew Mason, myself, Steve Atwater. Follow that. All access, Brandon Cristal, Matt McChesney, and then cap it off, Crockett and Stout. They haven't yet really to react to the schedule, too. During the course of their show, they were just getting little tidbits here and there. They didn't have the full length of the schedule until they got off the air, so I'm sure they're going to want to have a chance to react to that. Is there any way... I can get a, a a full prediction from you right now. A an uh, an April nineteenth game record. by game or just a record? just a record because we went game by game. We talked about where they need to be as far as record. An overall feeling about this schedule as it relates to the Broncos on April nineteenth. Again, it's not like I'm going to call this up or anything. Guys, keep rolling. Eight and eight. Ooh, and you love the schedule. And it's eight and eight. They're trying to come from 5-11. and 11. There's a ways to go. And look, I, I like the way the schedule worked out. But uh, at the same time, this is a team that's got something to prove here. And you don't have really any sure things at this point. When you're coming off 5-11, and 11, you don't have any sure things. It's 8-8 eight and eight, and with some breaks can get to 10-6. and six. I do think looking at the schedules in the AFC West that no one is going to run away and hide. All right, that does it for us. I'll give you my prediction tomorrow. Oh, come on. The Broncos schedule release show presented by Lazy Days RV. Want to thank Anthony Rodriguez, Regis Tucker behind the glass. You guys killed it tonight. Thank you to our guests, Tyler Palumbus, Dave Logan, Matt McChesney, and Mike Kliss. Also, thank you to Tim Spence for producing and Jeff Johnson for helping us out as well. For Andrew Mason, beautiful sweater vest. I'm Ryan Edwards. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here on Orange and Blue 760.